Welcome and good day to each one of you. Welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional. And we started our devotional in the book of Romans yesterday. Let us continue today. And let me read our text for today in Romans chapter 1, verses 8 to 12. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow, by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by its other's faith, both yours and mine. Both letters always starts with, or always start with, a declaration of his gratitude for those whom he is writing. Now, let's remember that Paul wrote 13 epistles, and he always began with thanking God for the lives of the people. Like here, he thanked the Lord for the lives of the Roman believers. His thankfulness for the Romans is that their faith is proclaimed in all the world. In other words, the Christians in Rome have become famous far and wide for believing in Jesus. Now, you have to remember that during the Roman Empire, Christians are persecuted, they are not accepted, and even then, they shine for the Lord Jesus Christ. This is exactly what Paul's mission was all about, that is, to see faith in Christ, in, in the lives of the Romans and for anyone whom he proclaimed the gospel that they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and their lives are living testimonies. There are life chains seen in their lives and that the message of the gospel will spread to all the nations of the world as we see here in verse 5 that the gospel will spread not only in the city of Rome, but even beyond. Paul swore here saying that God is my witness, and there's nothing frivolous about that. When Paul said that God is his witness, he was very serious because he serves God with his spirit in proclaiming of the gospel seriously. In short, for him, serving God by preaching Christ is his whole life's foremost commitment, and there was nothing else. Now, if we go back to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 20 particularly, he wrote in verse 24, Acts 20, verse 24, he told the elders at Ephesus there, but he did not count, my, I do not count my life beyond myself. He was really committed to fulfill the commission or the great commission or the calling of God in his life and that is to proclaim the gospel throughout the whole world. His devotion to the gospel is the basis that he prayed for them without ceasing. In this case, we should take without ceasing when he said, I pray with you without ceasing and this without ceasing means regularly and continually. So it implies that Paul does not take days off from praying for them 
or they are important to him. Means that he prayed for them regularly. It's really a privilege when people will pray us regularly. You know, I pray uh, regularly for for my kids, and and I pray uh, for uh, the ministry, the people who are uh, handling ministries, and it's 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 a good uh, practice and it's good discipline and. What what help could be better than we are going to kneel down before God and intercede for others? And especially here when Paul was just encouraged by the lives of these people because their lives were living testimonies that Christ was known in that part of the, of the world during that time. And he expressed here really of his love to these people. The, the believers at Rome. He always wanted to see them in person. The Christians at Rome should in, understand that he was really excited to see them. He has submitted this desire to God that he would see them someday in person through regular prayer and ongoing prayer, waiting some time to see if it is God's will. We see that in verse 8 to 10. Why is it that he was so excited to see them personally? I think the reason behind is that he cares for them. He wants to bring to them a spiritual gift of some kind that he will strengthen them. He, perhaps this means that he is going to exercise his spiritual gifts in order to strengthen these brethren. His spiritual gifts, particularly of evangelizing them, preaching to them the gospel, and teaching them how to grow in the Lord, to become strong in Christ. Or it could mean also to impart unto them some kind of supernatural blessing. We don't know, there is no mention about it, but in either case, his desire really is to help them become stronger, that they will grow, that they will become matured. I think as an apostle, as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has this desire to see people growing in their walk with the Lord. And I believe that this should be our desire um, in each other. And especially for us parents of how we are going to nurture and encourage our children to grow in the Lord. Moreover, Paul also recognizes that he knows that this encouragement is mutual. Both they and the people or the Christians at Rome would end up being encouraging each other. The very reason why the writer of Hebrews, in Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25, writes this way, And let us consider how to stir up one another, to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, being an apostle, one would think that he must be very strong spiritually. He must be very strong in his walk with the Lord. And that's true, because Paul was really strong and matured. But it does not mean that he does not need encouragements. Now, sometimes we think of people who are 
matured and they are doing well, that they don't need our prayers, they don't need encouragements because they are already strong in the Lord. The more that we should pray for them because they are the target of the enemy. We need mutual encouragements. Each one of us is important in the body of Christ. As Paul recognized the importance of everyone in the church at Corum, that they would be an encouragement to one another. So I pray that even in our relationship with others, when we think of other people, just like Paul, we will think of what are the things that we could be thankful for their lives. Instead of looking into the negative, the um, undesirable things that we see in people, which makes us critical to them, let's always think of the good things of people, the good things that God has done in their lives. Nobody is perfect, but we can always think of the good things that God is doing in each of our lives. And that we, be, we will not become critical, but we will become encouragers to one another. May God bless us. Father, thank you for your word today. Bless this to our hearts. I pray that we could be like Paul, that when we remember people, we remember about the, the good uh, aspects of their lives, that we'll become encourager and we'll be encouraged as well, Lord. And I pray that you will um, cultivate in our hearts more of the love of four souls, love for, for people. And we know that this is not natural for each one of us. It's an outflow of the Spirit's working in our lives. And this we pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm.